Welcome back, everybody. Episode 14, Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, uh, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. With me, as always, the return of the king, boys Bernardi. Boys, Champaign, Illinois. Got to be buzzing this time of year. How are we doing? Oh, yeah. Saturday was, uh, it felt like uh, pre-COVID with uh, downtown and everything, with the big win over Ohio State. Uh, it's a fun night. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, March, we're well-rested, and uh, we're ready for a Final Four run. It feel, does it feel like 05? It's got to feel like 05. You know what the model's been with a couple of my buddies? Bring back 05. I think they brought it back finally. 16 years. It was well worth the wait. Uh, we're excited. Man, I, I dude, I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Not only being here tonight, just shooting the shit, talking sports, but the fact that the fact that we are a week away from the tournament, like the second Christmas of the year. I, I know. Mean, if you nine, well, less than less than ninety days after Christmas, we get another one. We get another one to just go enjoy, where guys can be guys for another like four weeks and do nothing on the weekends but watch basketball. I feel like yeah. it. it oh. I, I'm, I'm too excited. I'm overwhelmed. No, it's great. And if you think about it, 365 days ago, the world shut down for like two months. So uh, it's been well worth the wait. It's going to be exciting. The conference tournament champ um, conference tournaments are always fun and a great preview. And we got March Madness Friday through Monday, which I'm actually a big fan of. But really, not, not, not might not like it. But the first and second round will be a good time. Well, I worth- I, I I had that in my back pocket. I, I didn't put put that on the. Uh, uh, the pre-recording, uh, you know, cash sheet there. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm so used to the Thursday through Sunday, you know, you, you basically pack it in for two days at work. Now I only get to pack it in for one day. I can't pack it in on Monday. I can't <laughs> we'll do figure that. out packing it in. If anyone at work's listening to this, I'm requesting Friday off. <laughs> so, uh, I will be unproductive, but I will not be penalized for it. But I got those vacation time days, so it's going to be worth it. But uh, no, I think I kind of like it, to be honest. Mix it up a bit. We'll see how it goes. If not, hey, we go back to Thursday next week. But uh, selfishly, I am hoping Illinois is a Friday-Sunday slate instead of a Saturday-Monday because Friday-Sunday sounds way better than Saturday-Monday. Oh, and and especially just the energy that you're going to get from that, that first day of the tournament, that Friday feel. Oh, God. Commence suck down. What do you, th- what's, what's your thoughts about where they're playing the games? And, and I, I haven't read too far into it. They're playing it at obviously Lucas Oil in Indianapolis, IU, Purdue, Butler. And, and Butler. Those are the four places. Those, okay. Okay. I didn't know if there was more. I, I personally, I was thinking like, hey, why didn't, why didn't they think about doing it at, at even some smaller, uh, some smaller schools that aren't far? You know, obviously, you know, within about a two-hour distance, you know, again, across state lines. But you have Xavier, you have Dayton not far, you have Ball State that's not far as well. Indiana State, go six. Terre Haute. Um, Terre Haute, there Larry it is. Bird. So I, I was I was a little curious. I'm like, why, why only four locations? You know, I thought they could maybe get some of those games in, you know, like they normally would if they expanded the locations just in the state of Indiana. But, again, uh, interesting nonetheless to, to – to be at four, you know, four very big stadiums like that. So uh, I, th- I think it should be good. Should be good for the tournament. Yeah, I think it's good too, and I think it's good for the Big Ten too. They're playing at Lucas Oil Stadium in the Big Ten tournament championship, and then heck, a couple of those teams might be playing in the first, second round there, 
or then Sweet 16, Elite Eight. I know it's polarizing to say, hey, you play there before, but man, it's going to take a while to get adjusted playing in front of a bunch of empty seats with such a large depth perception to shooting long, like I can imagine. So, hey, good for our teams, Illinois and Iowa, getting a little sneak preview of where they might be a couple of weeks from now. But uh, I will say um, Mackey Arena for Purdue, if they put Purdue in that region, that's just a bad omen. I don't think they will, but let's hope they don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think. And I use not making the tournament. They're trash, and Butler's pretty bad this year too, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they'll do that to Purdue personally. And I mean, geez, I haven't been in Lucas Oil Stadium since the tragic loss to the Michigan State Spartans and that nine-minute drive in the fourth quarter back in. Jesus, what was that? That drive was 2016. To yeah, that drive was five years. Holy cow, that was five years ago. Wild, wild. I just remember sending that Snapchat after saying, don't ever talk to me again. Um, I was just so rattled by that game. Yeah, um, I remember that. That's funny. Oh, man. God, God. that's so long ago. It's crazy. Mercy. Uh, well, hey, I know, you know, obviously the, the conference championships this weekend, um, not a ton of previews we can give hoops wise, but I, I, I do just want to hit on for our listeners, you know, g- give them a little bit of background on what we do for for the tournament uh, every year and uh one one tradition a little bit longer than the other um but we've been doing a, a college uh college hoops uh pick em draft uh where again your total uh your teams uh so eight eight people uh each have eight picks in the tournament and snake of those draft. eight picks uh yeah d- through a snake draft are determined uh you know wh- whoever's teams have the most wins Obviously, uh, wins the pot. Hundred bucks a guy, eight guys. Uh, oh, I'm ice fucking cold in this in this <laughs> pool. Uh, I'm. I wish I you know had my my NFL uh, fantasy football you know title record in, in this in this pool, but I don't unfortunately. So, uh, boys, who do you like to win it this year? I mean, Ender's won it last year. Shout out uh, the juggernaut. But who do you like to win it this year? Yeah, like um, just so what we do is, um, I just said eight teams. We do a snake draft. We pick the order by predicting the Big Ten title game. I think we've done this literally for fourteen to fifteen years, which is pretty cool. With a majority of the same people, a little turnover every now and then. But um, each win's worth one. You have eight teams. Whatever. It's usually twelve to thirteen wins that get it done for you. Um, and usually you need a team in the in the final or to win it all to be able to get a shot at this. But last year, Enders had three teams in the Elite Eight, and that was he had it locked up by then, which was pretty impressive. But um, I, I think it really – I think whoever gets the first, second, or third spot to draft is probably going to have the best chance because Gonzaga, Baylor, and I think Illinois now are guaranteed to get at least um, three wins in the tournament, the first round, second round, and Sweet 16. And then you can argue that all three of those can get a fourth win too. So there are four wins right there and the five teams underneath are chasing you. So um, it'll be interesting how it goes, but I really do think if you get that first spot, you're going to get six wins with Gonzaga. They're going to win it all. I think as much as I hate to say it, I'm an Illini fan and everyone else is going to be chasing from you there. So I, I can't give you a name who's going to win it. I'm pretty bad at this too. Um, I won it two years ago, but um before that, I think the last time me and you were on the same team together. Yeah, 09. 09. Bring back 09. Jesus, high school. We're getting old. 
But you can't, uh, you can't forget senior height too. But yeah, no. Usually, um, a previous person on this pod, Dave McAvoy, is pretty fairly good at this. But he's pretty infamous. One year, he took Michigan State first, and they lost to Middle Tennessee State. So, <laughs> that's never been done. Drafting the first team to get zero wins. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, we'll talk about it next week after we do the draft. But we also decided we've always done this on a Google Doc too because we haven't been able to get together. But we are talking about doing this on a Zoom call, getting all the boys back together, which probably hasn't been done since college or high school, so that'll be pretty cool. Minimum, probably Anders' basement, TBH, wow. or or Poita's old basement. Wow. Um, hey, the other the other aspect of us kind of getting uh, getting down and dirty in the tournament, uh, and boys, for our listeners, can you explain what a Calcutta is? Um, I know we, we were just talking before the show here. A big, big money pot. This is the this is big boy pot uh, when it comes to investments uh, in the tournament. So, boys, can you give us a little bit of a uh, little bit of insight of what a Calcutta is and kind of what we're looking at this year? Yeah. So I, I don't do, I don't do this pool, but I love the concept of this. So um, every team is up for auction, and the idea is the team that you think is going to win it all, the higher the bid, the lower the team, the less the less you bid. So. Basically, a 16 seed could be worth like 20 bucks. A, a first, a number one seed can be worth a thousand. We'll just start from there. And the idea is each round you advance, you get a certain payout. So traditionally, how it works is um, the first two rounds, every time your team gets a win, it's 1% of the pot um, for the first and second round. Then Sweet 16, it goes to 2%. Um, Elite 8 goes to 3.5%. Final 4, you get 5% of the total pot. And Championship, you get 10%. So theoretically, if you pick the winning team, you get you can get close to about twenty five percent of the pot. So say I so say the total pot is ten thousand dollars, and I bid three thousand dollars on Gonzaga. I'm going to basically need them to win it all to get my money back. But then again, I have a huge payout at the end compared to before. So that's kind of how it works. Um, ten thousand dollars is a conservative amount with the Calcutta that I am not in. But- Eric participates in. And um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be crazy this year, not just because of stimulus checks and everything, just for the fact that we've all been locked down for a year. We haven't been able to go out to nice restaurants, haven't been drinking retail for 365 days, no vacations. This money is burning in people's pockets and they're going to want to spend it. And it's also a lot of Illinois alums and they're going to want to have that team for when they win it all. So it is going to be a bubble. Like you hear about the bubble right now in the stock market. This Calcutta that Mike is in is going to be huge. And factor in alcohol. Oh my God. This is, I can't wait to see the text I'm going to get from this and hear about it after. It It's going to be huge. Uh, a couple of quick things for our listeners. One, uh, Stimmy, new Stimmy checks. Shout out, uh, Grandpa Joe. Um, if those are even going to happen, who fucking knows? Um, uh, the other thing, note for our listeners, boys uh, reference the term drinking retail. Drinking retail means that you and your boys are getting absolutely throttled uh, in someone's apartment, uh, hanging out, drinking at home, not hitting the bars. So again, yeah, boys, I agree. It's gonna be it's gonna be a massive pot. We were talking uh, before the show, uh, talking with a couple unnamed sources who are also in the Calcutta. Um, he prefers not to be named. Um, but I mean, they're talking about number one seeds, Illinois in particular, going for 10, 11 grand. Now, keep in mind, 
you can have up to a team of five in the Calcutta, which means again a a, a mere ten thousand investment to to G's a guy um, for a team that again you you're gonna probably wager to say hey we need them to win it all uh, or or at least get to the the final four for us to have a shot at, at making a decent chunk of change. So uh, yeah, interesting again, to say the least. That goes that goes down next week. I'll be dialing in via the Zoom. It's going to be fucking wild. I, I, I'd love just getting the text of, hey, we're, we're doing this. Are you in? Are you out? And, of course, I'm not going to say Well, so no. the thing is, too, is Mike's team picks Duke every year, and they've been burned by him. And this is going to be the year Duke is not going to be in the tournament, knock on wood, hopefully. So this might be their year they uh, win it all. We might fucking need them. But no, for yeah, like for example, last last time they did this pool, I think Virginia went for four thousand dollars. They ended up winning nine thousand total in the payout, so they had a net of five thousand dollars. So that's how it works. The farther you go, the bigger the payout. Wasn't mad about some of that. Wasn't mad about some of that at all, boys. But um, well, kind of go, getting back into the tournament. Obviously, us being you know uh, Illinois and, and and Iowa fans, respectively. Um, can you please give our listeners maybe just a quick take uh, on, on what you think uh, the line are going to do here in the, in the big 10 tournament this weekend, but you know, also uh, projections for uh, the NCAA tournament uh, going into next week. Yeah, no, I, I, last time we talked about them, I think it was in early late January in Illinois, Iowa. I was down on this team, but I absolutely love this team. Now Underwood, I'm not the biggest fan of, He's got the team gelling at the perfect time. And I think the best, obviously, I'm. it sucks Io broke his nose. He couldn't win National Player of the Year. But I think the best thing that happened for this team is he couldn't play for two games and other people needed to step up, and they did. And now the fact is we know that Io always steps up to the plate, but other guys like DeMonte, um, Andre Curbelo, Kofi, these guys know what it takes now to win without Io, and I think this team is all on the same page and they believe. I, they have a better draw than Michigan in the Big Ten tournament, even though they're a two seed. And especially with Wieskamp, if he's hurt, Illinois could have a minor cakewalk to the to the, to the the Big Ten final. So I have Illinois sharpied playing on Sunday. If they play, I don't know if – I don't think they're going to win at all. That's fine by me if they don't. Leave them hungry. But for, um, Big Ten, for the NCAA tournament, I'm going to give you a little uh, history. 1989, they made the final four. 2005, they made the final four. 2021, they're going to make the final four again. Every 16 years, they make the final four. They're going to make the final four again. I'm all in on this team. They're fun to watch. Whatever happens next year happens. This is the year for Illinois to make a run, and Champagne's buzzing, and I absolutely love it. So, Merrick, let's talk about uh, your alma mater, Iowa. Um, they're playing well, too. They can make a deep run. They're battling for a one seed with Illinois right now, and they arguably could take that one seed from Illinois if they win it all. But uh, what are you thinking for them in the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament? I mean, I I, I ultimately think in the tourney they're going to end up with two, they're going to stick with that two seed. I, I agree. I don't think – I don't think with Wieskamp, you know, probably on the sidelines for the entire Big Ten tournament, I don't see them – you know, probably making it to Sunday. I think they win Friday. I think they, you know, play a tough game Saturday, maybe make it to Sunday, maybe. Um, 
but you know, hopefully, you know, the extra rest for for Wieskamp, he can uh, come back and be effective uh, for a two seed Hawkeye team coming into the tournament. Um, look, I, I do I do want to highlight though, really quick, uh, number fifty five, uh, Luca Garza. Obviously, had his number retired um, last week. A, an emotional uh, celebration for not only him, but you know his family and. Um, friends, uh, teammates as well. So congrats to him. Uh, Iowa all-time leading scorer. Um, Great hopefully, career. Hopefully the Wooden Award winner. I, I think he is deserving of it. I thought personally last year, you know, he could have he, he could have won it over Obi Toppin. Um, there ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. There ain't no stop, Dude, it's like me off the tee box on the ninth hole. Besides Obi. COVID. Obi, Obi Toppin. You know, let's, let's back up really quick. How does it feel like as much as shit sucked last year? Can you imagine being a Dayton fan, the number one seed, getting a number one seed? You have an NBA lottery pick. Your team is so much fun to watch. And then COVID happens, the tournament gets canceled. Your team sucks again and doesn't even make the tournament the next year. Like, thanks. You got to think karma evens out in the end. But man, I feel for Anthony Grant and the boys in Dayton, Ohio, those flyers, man, that's, that's a tough blow. That's a tough blow. Fly boys fly. I mean, yeah, it's it's that's a tough one to swallow. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, you know, I I do th- I do think though Garza is deserving of the award this year. Um, you know, and but but look, you know, going back to the Big Ten tournament and also going going back to the uh obviously the the big dance here, but you know, I, I was I was played well recently, you know, the three uh, No, they've been playing well, yeah. They figured out on defense, they're getting better. Winners of their last three. I mean, they played a, they they beat a, a, a lackluster Nebraska team, but big win, big weight wins over Wisconsin, uh, and and a big win over Ohio State as well uh, earlier in the week. So, uh, look, I I'm not counting them out. Prediction for the tournament. Uh, optimistically, Final Four. Realistically, probably Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight. No, I think you're right, too. I think what sucks is Iowa gets penalized because the Big Ten is going to have two number one seeds, most likely going Michigan, and they, because of rules, cannot be in the same region. So they might be the best number two seed, but then they got to be stuck with Baylor or Gonzaga, and that just sucks. So that's a tough break. But if they win the Big Ten, there is an argument, I think, that Illinois or Michigan can lose that one seed. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. 100%. That, turn, that championship matters. Whatever people want to say, even though it's a late Sunday game before they release the bracket, I think it matters. I so. agree. I agree. Well, dude, with you know that in mind, uh, obviously we can't give a ton of picks previewed because we don't know a lot of matchups for the weekend. Uh, so listeners, uh, we'll touch on it now. We'll also touch on it later uh, in the episode. But be on the lookout for our Twitter, uh, at the Southside Guys on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be dropping uh, Friday and Saturday. Actually, we're going to be dropping uh, a lot of the of the matchups that we like, the spreads that we like, over unders, etc. You know, just a little impromptu, Merrick. I'm breaking up from uh, your pre-draft here. You know what I'm going to do? Um, since I can't give a weekly perennial out uh, today because the picks aren't going, we're going to do a weekly perennial on Friday, and we're going to do a weekly perennial on Saturday. Don't, don't, don't tease. Don't, don't do that to me. Don't, don't. I am. So we're going to put down a weekly perennial on Friday and Saturday, and we're going to have some fun with this. So we'll see how it goes. Folks, that means a $40,000 investment. I mean, <laughs> lightning, lightning, 
Always strikes twice. Lightning Always. hasn't struck yet, but it was <laughs> this week. But if it does, if it does, it's going to strike in the same spot. It's going to strike twice in Dallas, Texas. You know, because we're going to hit them both. We're going to hit them yeah. both. 20, uh, $20 each day. Going to pay anywhere from about 10 to 12,000 McChickens. Yeah, it'll be uh, fine. Merrick, let's talk about the conference tournament um, previews. Uh, we'll talk about a couple teams we like um, that can make a run or we think that can make a run against the spread. I'll let you start off. Uh, you're in Big 12 territory. Uh, give us your take on that conference championship in Kansas City, Missouri. I, I like two teams here to make a potential run. Uh, one is the West Virginia Mountaineers. Take me home, country road. Plus 900 to win the Big 12 tournament. These guys score a ton, a ton of points. Um, they can play that uh, that trap defense fairly well, that zone defense. Um, so hopefully, hopefully uh, we get to Sunday with West Virginia and, and we got a chance at the title. Obviously, you know, the, the other main contender to win it, uh, my, actually minus 135 is Baylor. Uh, obviously the heavy favorite here. I, I mean, they've proven it all year long that that they are not only a national uh, championship contender, but uh, obviously the the heavy favorite to win the Big Twelve. They look great. Uh, they've got a ton, uh, a ton of talent, including uh, uh, who's that? Who's that big white dude with the um, uh, with, with the Patrick Kane lines and the? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't. Uh, know his name. I think his name's like He's Mitch. Got some hops though for a white boy. Yeah, like Mitch Meyer or something like that. I think is his name. Dude jumps through the through the gym, through the gym. He he's he's electric. Love watching this play. Love his energy just on the court in general. So, uh, like Baylor minus one thirty five, like West Virginia plus nine hundred. I'd I'd personally dabble on those uh, if I was if I was on the other end of this. So, boys, uh, who else do you like for these uh, conference championships come the weekend? Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give you four teams I like kind of to win it all, to kind of be a little dark horse. We're going to start with the longest of long shots, and uh, we're going to go to Washington, D.C., and Georgetown. Um, they were 80-1 to one before they beat Marquette today. They're probably around 60-50 to 50 right now. Um, I would take that. I think the Big East is an absolute mess this year. They have a quarterfinal, quarterfinal game against Villanova tomorrow. They get past that, it's a free-for-all. There's only three teams that are going to be in the Big – from the Big East that are going to definitely be in the tournament. And I think if Georgetown gets past Nova, that uh, those odds are going to go from 50 down to 10 to one. So you already have value right there to hedge. So Georgetown 50 to one, Patrick Ewing, I still believe in you down there. I don't care what the boosters say. Give them one more year. Okay. We're going to go to sec territory next. I hate John Calipari. I hate Kentucky. I have loved the season they had. They've had how bad they've been, how bad of a coach Calipari has, but I will admit they have been very unlucky at the end of games. And right now they play at 11 a.m. tomorrow, but you can get odds on them 15 to 1 to win the SEC. I think Alabama's overhyped. If they beat Mississippi State, then beat Alabama, I think you got a chance to hedge there. And the hedge I would take is Tennessee 5 to 1. So the big thing is here is you want Kentucky and Tennessee playing in the semifinal. Either team those wins, one of those teams wins, you got a guaranteed team in the final. It could be 5 to 1, 15 to 1. But if I'd get on Kentucky a little bit um, before they play Mississippi State and before they play Bama. I think they can have an upset in Nashville because they need to win it all to be able to make the tournament. 
And then lastly, with the Big Ten, I think Illinois is definitely going to be in the final. Can't bet, can't bet on them here thanks to um, not being able to bet on collegiate sports located in Illinois um, on legal sports apps. But I like Purdue, and um, I've seen them anywhere from 6-7-1 to seven to one to be able to win it all. So if it's Purdue and Illinois, um, nothing like throwing a 10 or a 30 on Purdue um, with 6-7-1 to seven, one odds. I think they can beat Ohio State. I think they're a great matchup against Michigan, who's down a point guard right now. They have a great big man, two freshmen that make big-time shots. Not to mention they've, um, they're playing in Indy. They'll be ready for this and good to go. Um, so Purdue would be the big – um, team for me that I like in the Big Ten. So those are the four I got, and I would ride those four teams against the spread too um, until they lose or they don't cover and you're done. So I think that's a good college basketball preview we got. Um, so I'll transition over. So let's talk about the NHL. Merrick, hey, wait. Hey, one more, one more just to put out there for our listeners, and, and maybe while we're talking NHL, boys, I don't know if you can look this up, but obviously with the amount of teams that I think the Big Ten's about to get, what, nine bids? To the tournament, I wonder what the odds are for a Big Ten team to win the tournament. Man, I love probably. those odds. I would, I would take those. Whatever those are, I'm all over it. That's I'm, a big prop. That's prop a big prop. Of the year. Prop that's a big prop in Vegas. I bet once the brackets released, we'll be able to figure that out. We can talk about that next week. Love that. Love that. But yeah, let's move to the ice. Sheesh. Merrick, what do you think about that ESPN contract? I think it's fantastic. Now, I don't believe they've released a dollar amount yet that they paid for it. NBC, uh, their contract. Does NBC get any games, or are they completely out in the cold? That that hasn't been announced yet. My guess and and what they've talked about kind of going into this is that NBC would still get a portion of the games as they've had prior, right? Uh, But I think the price tag is much much higher. NBC paid $200 million for that last 10-year contract uh, that ends here at the end of April. Uh, man, I don't I don't even want to know how much money ESPN paid for that. Um, ESPN, at the same time, I, I know they're also bidding out you know, some of their other rights as far as uh, Monday Night Football goes um, as well. So, I mean, interesting to see what, you know, what the actual price tag is on it, but I love that hockey is going to be back on ESPN. I can't stand putting on SportsCenter or any of these other, you know, um, nationally televised sports highlight type shows. And the lack of hockey on there is solely because ESPN doesn't have those rights. And I, agree I don't, I don't think it's, I don't they're think not invested in it. So why are they going to spend exactly? Yeah, I don't think. I think the NHL has the the NHL has the platform. I think they they have the viewers out there. I think it's a lack of the network that they're on currently, and I, I think it's going to be great for the game. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. It'll be interesting with NBC. Um, I know NBC pays a bunch for Premier League soccer, and I think they do a great job with that, with the exception of them putting stuff on Peacock sometimes that kind of screws their um, audience over. But um, I think this is a good move for NHL and ESPN, and like we talked about, if ESPN isn't invested in a sport, they're not going to invest time on their shows with talent. So I think this is a big win for um, the NHL. It'll be exciting to see. And uh, I just really hope they don't put a lot of games on ESPN plus because that's just uh, not a good look in my opinion, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. 
We'll see. Okay, so let's uh, go back to uh, not just our favorite team, but it seems like America's favorite team for how hard they play in the Chicago Blackhawks. Still in the playoff hunt. They played a, a couple more games, but, man, they had a tough they had a tough couple games against Tampa, and they held their own. What do you think, Mikey? They did have a tough couple games against Tampa. I mean, Sunday was disappointing. You get out to a 3-0 lead early, 3-0, uh, three, I think, what, about uh, three minutes into the second period. Uh, go on to lose that game, 6-3. Uh, give up six unanswered there. Lose that game uh, against Tampa. Then you come to Dallas uh, last night. Uh, I, I don't want to skip over a different a different event that had happened prior, but you come to Dallas last night, lose 6-1 on, on Patrick Kane's 1,000th game. Earlier, uh, prior to that, you know, uh, earlier this week, you also had – a, a legend uh, in my mind, and probably a lot of a lot of Chicagoans' minds, and in, in Brent Seabrook uh, officially retiring, um, number seven uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks, three-time Stanley Cup champion. Um, you know he's got so many uh, so many highlights. Uh, I think probably most famous for that game seven overtime winner against Detroit. Yeah, people don't fucking forget Detroit. Um, God, that was such a great game. I, I can't get over it. Um, I, I mean, we should have won on that Jomerson slap shot in the third, but um, nonetheless. Throwback name. I love that guy. Oh, Nikki, Nikki J. But, um, well, look, congrats to Sieves on a great career. Uh, you know, I know he had a, he was pretty banged up towards the end there, but uh, very happy for him, his family, uh, you know, at, at, at the end of his career there. And, and not to mention Patrick Kane's thousandth game last night in Dallas. Um, that guy, I mean, he's done it all. And it's a it's, lot of miles. He's got a ton of miles and he's still a stud and the, one of the best players in American history and currently playing in the league right now. It's just insane. I mean, he's, he's the, I think what number two all time, uh, point, uh, point leader for us born players. Um, three Stanley cups, a con smile, like the list just goes on for this guy. And it's, it, I, I think, uh, I think it was Patrick Sharp. Uh, sent a video to him and they and they played last night here in Dallas was you know he mentioned that Kaner just keeps getting better every year and it's like this this year as well. I mean the guy's already got what 38 points I think already in the year 40 points something, something close to that. So um, yeah and the thing is too you can tell the the players love him the, the locker room loves him like just an all around great guy like never got too big headed, never got too diva status. He just busted his ass and he's a Chicago legend and will be for years to come. So I think when uh, 2050 comes around and he's at the UC, he'll get a standing all every time. Oh, every time, every time. Um, let's not forget though, in the NHL boys, who did I pick to win the Stanley cup this year? Uh, so I think it's a team up north there. Uh, it's right by Buffalo. I want to say uh, this rapper Drake. Uh, he's from there. I think it's Toronto. That's that's fucking right, buddy. The Maple Leafs are not so hot right now. We're, we'll talk about them here in a minute. But uh, lost three straight. They've got two more coming up in the next three days uh, against Winnipeg. Um, again, not so great as of late, but. Marner and Matthews uh, combined 67 points already on the year. Um, that's insane. Uh, that's Matthew, Matthews with uh, with over, I 
think he's got over 20 goals, I think, already. Um, Marner's got like 25, uh, 25 apples. So, uh, look, if those two keep playing the way that they're doing, uh, I think this team goes to uh, goes to the finals, no doubt. Not to mention all the potential towards the trade downline that they can make. You know, there's there's talks that a lot of teams aren't going to be making moves just based off of you know the change in the TV contracts coming up and 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 how much uh, you know how much are they willing to give up in a season where you know their revenues are going to be down. Obviously, with a lot of stadiums not allowing fans uh, in the in buildings. So, I mean. They're tossed around names like Taylor Hall, Matias Alcom, Philip Forsberg. Uh, shout out our girl, Aaron Alvey, uh, his rocket girlfriend. God, put her on a goddamn poster. Then you got the Stahl brothers, you know, Eric or Mark that, that they're tossed around could get dealt uh, to Toronto as well. Or look, Mikel Granlin as well. They're going all in this year. You Dude, they, they, they've, they've got capital. I think they've realized the team they got and. I mean, they got Jumbo Joe in the way too, um, just from a, a pure, you know, leadership standpoint. So, God, they look good right now. I, I'm excited to see what they can do uh, this this back half of the season for sure. You got any hockey picks this week? Uh, you want to talk about, dude? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you three quick ones. Um, uh, keep in mind, my last three podcasts, I'm seven and three in my last ten. Uh, oh, and three in my last three. Uh, so we went real hot and we got fucking ice cold after, but, but, uh, look, the boys in Chicago one, they feel bad about, about letting Kaner down on his thousandth game and getting absolutely torched last night. I will be in attendance tomorrow. Row three Oh three row E that's, that's fifth row for, for those of you counting rows at home Hawks money line against the stars tomorrow night, Thursday night. Love that play. Um, next game, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo is a dumpster fire. Seriously, white white the place on fire. Eichel's gone at the end of the year. Taylor Hall, he's lucky if he makes it to the trade deadline. I mean, they're underachieving so much. There's, I mean, pack it up, Buffalo. Pittsburgh. It's a Bills town, anyways. Pittsburgh is going to run through them this weekend. Uh, love, love Pittsburgh in that game. Uh, and lastly, Carolina at Detroit. I know people at home are probably, oh, Mike always taking the public picks, but dude, Detroit <laughs> is fucking terrible. They're, they're, they're bad. The self awareness by Mike Merrick. I love it. They're, they're just a bad, they're just a bad hockey team. And they've been rebuilding for years now. They're, 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 they're stuck there. I feel, I feel bad for, uh, you know, some of the veterans, uh, they got there. Um, it's, it's just, it's a tough to be a Detroit fan in general right now. I mean, like the last 20 years, I guess in total, but, uh, granted the wings in the late, uh, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Granted, that's they won a cup in 07, didn't they? Yeah, that's one, but still, oh, yeah, we got three. I mean, did, did, do you remember the one they lost uh, at the Kubiak house? Oh, wait, Crosby, right? <laughs> uh, back, back to my pick, though. Uh, Hurricanes, they're buzzing right now. Tara Vinan, he's sick. Uh, Played against them once. Not a big deal. Um, they beat Detroit handily this weekend. I'm not even worried about it. Take the money line, take the puck line. Either works. Whatever fits in your schedule. Go ahead, pick one of them. Um, so, again, Hawks, money line. 
uh, Pittsburgh money line, and then go ahead and, and sprinkle a little bit on uh, Hurricanes money line or puck line, whichever tickles your fancy. Uh, we're going to cash those three tickets this weekend. So, uh, boys, weekly perennial. You mentioned we're doing two this weekend. Follow us on Twitter. We'll have it out there. At at the South Side guys. At the South Side guys. I thought there was a number. I'm sorry. At the South Side guys. D A. At the South Side guys. We'll have a we'll have a weekly perennial posted Friday around 10:30 a.m. and Saturday 10:30 a.m. too. So, um, hopefully one of these hits someday. We're hitting above 500 with them consistently. It's just we got to get. Got to narrow the loss column down to zero. Dude. Stay tuned for that on Twitter, folks. Patience. Patience is a virtue. It is something earned, not given. We'll be okay. We'll be one of the, one of these is going to hit boys. We've done one of them. One of them is going to hit. So uh, before, before we wrap this up, South Bend, Indiana, snow is thawing. That means, we probably got some, some some student filmmakers up in the bleachers filming for Brian Kelly and his boys. What's going on in South Bend, boys? The spring football game is coming up, so the boys are back outside. Um, Saturday, high of 52, low of 34. That is some great St. Patrick's Day outside drinking weather. I would say I'm not a big St. Patrick's Day fan, but uh, I'm sure in South Bend everyone's Irish, so they'll be enjoying that. But um, the only, hey, hey, the only thing they're going to be enjoying is the ball to Christ. Right. There we go. And the few of us who care about um, those student managers and grad assistants up on some scaffolding um, that's not a OSHA approved and federally and the, approved by the federal government. It's only five mile an hour winds on Saturday. So our boys uh, who run the football team behind the scenes, they'll be safe. So we're happy about that. There you go. We're going to be OK. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. But no, fun time right now. We got some college basketball. This next month is going to be a lot of fun. And then um, also got the Masters, too, to wind us down after all that college basketball before it's just baseball, too. So exciting times. Boys, boys, I don't want to tease our listeners too much, but we're going to have a really fun live show coming up here pretty soon. This is news to me. In Chicago, we got something special dialed up for our listeners. So – Look, stay tuned on our Twitter. Uh, check us out at the Southside Guys Friday, Saturday. Not only for the perennial, but absolute ridiculous reactions from some of the some of the recent folks on the show: Patson, uh, George Molaris, Scott Beret. We're gonna get all the boys going here this weekend uh, on Twitter. Get some picks going and 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 see who comes out with a better record. So, uh, look, thanks for tuning in this weekend, boys. God, we're so close to the tournament, man. I'm, I'm fucking yep. excited. So, and we're well rested uh, after a week off. Love it. Love it. So, listeners, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch everyone for a pre-tournament edition of Three Guys from the South Side next week. Have a good weekend. Peace.